he doesn't always have it ready. So it, wait, I guess I don't have to speak on the microphone. No, you don't, but I have a feeling that's going to be a common theme. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, welcome. Hello. Welcome back. Yeah. So. Oh, podcast, I just did it. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> We're just talking about it. Take one. Go again. Okay. Start again. Start again. Yes. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be fun. Okay, here we go. Okay, so welcome. Hello. And I think uh, podcast number six for us. Yep. Nice. And uh, our first person, our first guest that we have on the yeah, podcast. First guest. Yeah, so exciting. And we'll get to yes. that in a second. But um, just a quick announcement. Uh, we just recently launched our uh, Facebook group, our Facebook business group, Six Figure Beauty Business. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in learning about uh, basically our journey, uh, it's just a group where we're going to talk about our uh, successes and probably mostly our failures that have gotten us here. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great place to come and uh, just kind of learn, ask questions, uh, no, no hook, nothing to sell yet. Uh, come in and learn if you're interested in that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that it'll translate across to other industries. Yeah. Uh, so you're welcome to join. Yeah. And yes, come join. You don't have to be in the beauty industry. No. No. Because sure we actually had that question today. Yes, we did. But we said, heck no, come join us. Join the fun. So. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so our guest, uh, Cameron Ross, uh, I'm going to just give a little background and let him probably tell the real story. So I've personally known Cam for, uh, gosh, I want to say 2016, 2015, so uh, eight years. Uh, he's the one that got me into powerlifting and uh, specifically spreadsheets. <laughs> uh, and he is a avid uh, jujitsu uh, athlete, and uh, he'll talk a little bit about that now. I just want to give a little uh, preface of why in the heck would you bring a jujitsu athlete onto a lash podcast? Well, well that's actually what I asked it, Todd, <laughs> but it made sense. And I'm super excited that you're here. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. So uh, Cam has grown his Instagram to over uh, six figures. So keep him the theme. And so we brought him on to talk about that uh, again, because a data guy, Everybody asks about the algorithm, and uh, that's what we're here to talk about. So, Cam, welcome. Uh, appreciate you taking the time to come out. I really appreciate it, and I'm honored I'm your first video guest. <laughs> hopefully, I can deliver with some uh, social media advice and some things that work for me, and hopefully, they'll have some good takeaways. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, why don't you just kind of tell everybody a little bit uh, about your background, and then uh, we'll go from there. Sure. Um, well, we'll, we'll kind of focus on the Instagram page. Um, I started it two years ago, two and a half years ago or so. And it was a way to kind of track my jujitsu journey and share what I'm doing to get better. And fast forward two years, uh, it's grown to about 110,000 followers. It's helped me connect with a bunch of businesses with affiliates. And lately, the last month, it's helped me launch a online coaching business. It's uh, really opened up a ton of opportunities. And within the last six months, it's grown the most. So I've learned a lot and um, it's something that I enjoy and it's frustrating at times. Uh, I'm sure everyone can relate, trying to figure out the algorithm and 
having those days where you don't want to post or I've, I've had days where I want to delete my account. So it's, mm -hmm. I, I can, I can definitely relate, but yeah, I'm excited to be here and uh, it'll be a cool, cool combo. Really quick question. Did you set out to get so big? Not at all. So I started it because I really like tracking things and documenting stuff so I can figure out what's working and really, um, it was my wife and a couple of their friends. They said, you post really good stuff on Facebook and your personal Instagram page regarding training. So you should start a training page. And I was like, no, I don't want to because I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of an introvert uh, and it takes a lot for me to put myself out there. And I finally was just like, all right, let's do it. And I just started posting. And of course, at first it was really nerve wracking because you're thinking about, you know, are they going to think I'm dumb or I'm doing something stupid or am I going to get some criticism? And so it really was a big step just to start it. And I didn't know where it was going to take me. It was more of just a personal journal for me. And as it growed and growed and it kind of turned into something and something that was kind of a side hobby. And then it started opening up some big doors for sure. Very exciting. Well, and, um, and we like to take the bunny trails, as we like to say. So yeah, of course. Touching, touching on the fear part of it, like you said, yeah, big time. Um, you know, being concerned what people might think or judgment. Um, yep. What what are maybe, I don't know, one to three kind of tools or things you think about? Because I, th I think that's, um, if it's not everybody, it's, it's darn near close to it so what were kind of some things that got you past that and then maybe what was your um kind of your posting schedule one of the biggest things that got helped me get past the um anxiety or fear of getting judged or you know getting some criticism was realizing how important consistency was with posting so if i was so dead set on making every post perfect you know not have anyone hate on it basically i wasn't posting enough and um, so just realizing that throwing a post out there and then when you have some posts that do really well and you're like, I didn't know this was going to do well at all, you just never know. So I kind of set out to post once a day whenever I could. And um, it was pretty easy because I was training a lot and I was filming. And then I kind of just got in a routine where I had like a bunch of content ready to go. And then I would make the post and shoot it out and just not worry about what people would think and then um when i did get some constructive criticism just kill them with kindness and i that's kind of <laughs> it kind of ends it so yeah just the, how important consistency is and uh trying not to be perfect if i could get over not having a perfect post or a perfect video or a perfect caption it was way easier to post a bunch more yeah. And what do you think um because you're saying about two and a half years since you started your page yeah um, yep. where where you kind of got to where you had that epiphany um did you start out posting once a day or did you kind of uh go with how you felt or if somebody trolled you or was negative you'd scale back or where do you think mm -hmm. you finally came like this is what the regimen has to be man when was that because it definitely when i started i tried to post once a day but i definitely didn't um, and it was a lot easier to post because I had like photos and videos and all this stuff I could post. Now it's kind of a little bit harder. Um, but uh, probably when I started seeing trends of, um, hey, when I posted like three or four days in a row, I could st I, I started to see my post doing a little bit better. Um, and then when I got a little bit better at filming content and just knowing what I needed to film, um, just having that available to post made it a lot easier. Uh, and then it just got into a routine where 
I saw my followers starting going up and my my reach and my my likes. And then it's just like, um, let's keep this momentum going. And I knew once a day, and then I started researching a little bit what works. And I just kept hearing consistency, consistency. And I can't post like seven or time, seven or you know, six or seven times a day because I have a job and a family and everything. So right. what is the posting schedule that I can stick to and be consistent? It's way more than how much you need to post. Yeah. And um, again, kind of on that timeline, you know, with being, having your account for like two and a half years, and I know that you just had some really profound growth in the last six months. So Big time, yeah. um, if I remember right, you kind of grown to about 20,000, which again, mm -hmm. in our group of nobodies, right? We were thinking, oh, that's... you're all somebody. <laughs> thinking that's pretty cool. And then um, it seemed from there, it just, it just skyrocketed. And is yeah. that where you felt it really um, was starting to do something where you're starting to see trends more clearly? Yeah, definitely seeing trends more clearly. And I'll tell you what, it's, the first hundred is really hard. The first 5,000 is really hard. The first mm. 10,000 is really hard. But then once you start hitting that 15 to 20, 25, then it starts to speed up. Because I think the Instagram algorithm realizes that your count has a lot of value. And I think that I got really good at uh, um, kind of explaining to the algorithm who my audience was. So wow. once that clicks in the, uh, in, in the algorithm uh, mind of, hey, this guy... Um, a lot of jujitsu athletes or strength conditioning guys would like his page. Then they just start pushing it out. So it's that consistency of similar type posts, similar type captions, similar type uh, hashtags. And then it just kind of takes off. So it's like a compound effect because it, it, it took me um, longer to go from zero to 10,000. than it took me from 50 to hundred, like way longer. So it's like slow growth mm -hmm. and you guys can relate if you're starting yeah. something new, Yeah, so really think slow growth. We, it has been, um, a struggle. Like I've been hitting, um, so I've been sitting, sit, uh, hitting, sitting at 4,000 for mm -hmm. a long time. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, so since we're talking about algorithm and we yeah, like to go the bunny trails, um, so there's a lot of talk right now about the algorithm switching up and changing yep. the game lately. Yeah. Have you noticed that? And what's it seems your opinion? Like, it seems like Instagram changes their algorithm like every week and it's frustrating. And one yeah. thing I've noticed is that my reach is way down. And I think yeah. it's because Instagram is trying to figure out the right algorithm. So like they'll put a pause on what they were doing before. So everyone on Instagram right now is seeing a decrease in reach, like a big one for sure. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed a decrease in your, do you do stories? Um, on I Instagram? Do, I do do stories. Um, I have seen, I've noticed a decrease in reach on stories too. One thing I did uh, the last month was I don't post stories as much because um, I, I, I read about a tip where if you space them out a little bit more, it'll uh, reach more people. And that has definitely helped. Hmm. So instead of posting like 10 in a row, you all post like three or four or five, maybe throughout the day. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. But yeah, algorithm, it's, it, I think Instagram, they, they desperately want to be like TikTok so much that they're constantly adjusting things and people get super frustrated and you just kind of, kind of have to ride this low moment out and yeah. then eventually it'll get uh, kicked back up for sure. Are you on TikTok as well? Yeah, unfortunately. I <laughs> no, that's okay. Embrace <laughs> it. It's totally fine. I'm on TikTok. All the cool kids are over there. <laughs> no, I, no I but. Um, I've heard, I've heard the same thing for TikTok. Like every, I think 
I don't know, this is just my own observation, but it seems like they're just in battle with each other. So everything's totally. kind of like on pause. Well, yeah, both, definitely. And they're both businesses. So they, they really don't like the organic reach, right? So they're always going <clears> to <throat> throttle that. And I'm sure the, the Grant Cardones and, you know, the, even the Gary V's, right? Take it right. because uh, they want you to pay the money, right? It's about the right. spend. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I think they're always trying to level the field back out. So then it prompts people if they want to get their reach, especially if you're trying to monetize, right? For a yeah. business, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with that. But it's fine. You don't have to. Yeah. Like just for sake of um, conversation, huh? I read somewhere because, you know, everything that you read is accurate on right. the internet. Just like when Keanu Reeves wants to be. I friend. know. Just like when Keanu Reeves <laughs> wants to befriend me. Um, thank you, Keanu Reeves. I'll do a little shout out. Um, but no, I read that they're finding a decrease. So example, I guess organic isn't really the same word, but like the trends, I don't know. Do you have a lot of audio behind your posts and yeah. your stuff? Audio so, seems to be extremely important. Yeah. Oh, you think so? I, yeah. gosh, it's so controversial because I read that they're saying that now what's getting all of the hits is the original, original audio, yeah. audio mm -hmm. versus like putting a reel a dancing reel against something that has you know a ton of other videos mm -hmm. I just thought to, that was interesting yeah I'm interested to see how you guys would define organic reach how do you define it well I think really anything that's not paid, paid. or forced right, right. Um, like, like them pushing your content to people they think mm -hmm. that like it right well yeah. more so like sponsoring like an ad Sure. Yeah. And I think affiliates and influencers would be kind of non-organic. Um, and that's, I'm sure, more debatable than, you know, actually mm -hmm. paying money. But mm -hmm. I guess what I was going to ask you is um, when you really started seeing things take off, were you noticing trends of more like shares of your content or more engagement, uh, like you were prompting uh -huh. questions or feedback uh, you know, on your posts and things? Or so I definitely noticed a gigantic uptick in reach. Like when I would go to my analytics, I'd have like, it was like a three, 4 million reach. It was ridiculous. And um, wow. that was a time where I was prompting a lot of direct messages and prompting a lot of comments. And what I noticed was there was this time period where one, Instagram was really pushing small accounts for some reason uh, and smallish accounts like under 100K. Mm -hmm. um, the organic reach was really, really good. And then one thing I was doing that was really time consuming, but it really worked was my call to action was like, Hey, if you're interested in my last 10 videos of this topic, you know, comment below, then I would respond to the comment and then I would shoot them a DM of all those past videos. And then they would click through those videos. So according to the algorithm, they were commenting on my post. They were going to my DMs and then they were re-watching videos from my page. And that is like all watch time for that person. Mm. It like ranks my page super high with interest. So then it just started shooting out to a ton of people. So I don't do that much anymore because it just takes forever. Right. And, uh, but I noticed that um, I hammered because I was on light duty at the time. I really hammered engagement big time. So I was responding to all my comments with questions and trying to start conversations. I was DMing a ton of people that DM me and starting conversations. 
And then I was trying to get them to revisit my page. And that seemed to rank my page super high. Well, and I think that reinforces what we've always heard since the beginning of time is yeah. engagement, right? Yeah, and it's huge for sure. Is what they're looking for and providing value is what gets yep. the engagement. And yep. um, again, for our viewers, listeners that haven't gone to your page, I encourage you to go check it out uh, because the quality of content and the niche of what you've chosen, <clears throat> uh, which <throat> is, you know, strength training. Yeah. Um, and it's, in the, it's in the education realm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And that's which is a, a big one. Yeah. And I think even the people who are entertainers in their sure, which is a realm too, for sure. Yeah. I, but I think that they have less because I, when you're providing value, whether it's business or fitness or, mm -hmm. you know, how to cook, um, that always, if that's what somebody's searching for, right, coming yeah. up for that topic is key. And I think you and I talked about that at one point. You're starting to see yourself, you know, basically own some hashtags. Yeah, for sure. You know, in the training realm. Yeah, so I think engagement is huge, and I think it'll always be huge in order to crack the algorithm. And then I know watch time was really important. So how if someone would stop on your reel, watch the whole thing, and then maybe read your caption and then comment, that'll be like a, I don't know, 15 or 20 second connection with that person. And then uh, Instagram will be like, well, his post must be pretty good. Let's show it to more people. Yeah. What would you um, tell people to do if they're struggling getting um, interaction with other people on their posts? Sure. Um, have a good call to action. Uh, a call to action is something at the end of your video that prompts something. So either say, you know, comment below for something or shoot me a DM or just something that prompts something, someone to do something um, is really good. And then, um, you know, just have really good, really good value. Like Todd said on your post, something that's maybe a little controversial is always good. I know I had a guy that was <laughs> going really fast on his page and he'd always post these controversial like jujitsu topics. And then he'd get like a, a million comments, which I never leaned into because this is not who I am. But uh, uh, the, the call to action, I think if you get really good at that, um, you're going to have some people comment for sure. And then comment back and start a conversation. Mm -hmm. So something you just touched on a second ago, because I wanted to finish the thought and come back to this, is mm -hmm. time, uh, yeah. you know, to be able to manage your social media. Um, and and I guess I'll kind of ask you first, babe, um, like your experience with managing your social media, you know, DMs and all that kind of engagement, mm -hmm. and what your experience has kind of been. Mm -hmm. um, it can be really time consuming. I, th I think there's a difference between trying, you know, like Cameron said, trying to have your posts and everything be perfect, then mm -hmm. it's really time consuming. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't, I haven't had a lot of time like interacting with people because I'm still trying, you know, to be completely vulnerable, still trying to grow. Mm -hmm. yeah, and sure. um, I'm in that invisible bubble. I'm in, what do they call it? Like that shadow bubble right now. So there's not a whole ton of interaction mm -hmm. um, and engagement yet. But, um, but I have noticed that the, the posts and the reels and the stories that I put out that are informative or really gross <laughs> get a lot of shares and comments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I'm learning from that is people don't really care about a pretty lash post mm -hmm. or a pretty lash picture. You know, they want to learn something, they want to laugh, or they yeah. want to be grossed out. Yeah, or if they can relate, like relate mm -hmm. is really big too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think people really like 
like you have post a lot of your story, like your, your training program and like yeah, totally. the real you. And I, be, I think people really like that. Mm-hmm. And they that's like one thing I, that. yeah, that's one thing I did lean into these last five months that I had the most growth was being vulnerable and mm-hmm. showing them just what I was going through. And it was surgery. It was recovery rehab. So that was, I think if you use your stories as connecting with those people that are following you, and then your your post as trying to reach more people is a good balance because mm-hmm. the people that are following you that are engaged that comment that shoot you DMs they want that personal side on your story yeah. and that's what I use my stories for usually and I felt like uh, just the genuine uh, real you uh, is super important for people to to connect with for sure mm-hmm. um, and will you get because I know the story just a quick cliff notes of uh, about your injury and just yeah. kind of what happened there and then um, kind of following up on what we talked about as far as time and maybe some tools you put in place you know to be able to manage how much time you were spending on of course so uh about five months ago um well at the beginning of the year I was dealing with some shoulder pain and we did PT and doctors and MRIs and nothing was really working and there was a little bit of damage in my labrum so uh, I ended up going the surgery route uh got surgery and at first I was like, well, I can't train now. My Instagram's going to die. But uh, I had, uh, I had some content built up. So I just slowed down my pace. So I stayed consistent, but I posted every couple of days and then I leaned heavily on my stories. I started a newsletter to keep the time going by. And then I kind of got into more of the engagement because I had more time, but then I would swing just my personality. I, I'd go way too deep into stuff. I would swing way into the I'm going to spend three or four hours engaging and, and commenting on big posts and all that stuff, trying to like push, push my name out there. Then it would just get overwhelming and uh, stressful. I felt super stressed. I was, cause I was always feel like I was drawn into the Instagram app. So I ended up setting time limits and uh, finding what was best for me for not only getting what I needed to get done, the posts, the responses and the DMS, but not mindlessly scrolling. So I really shifted over to, I am a, creator not a consumer and I don't do much scrolling now other than my I have a couple favorite accounts that I get ideas from but I I, I'm I'm about one to two hours a day is about if I go over two hours then my stress level skyrockets and I I get overwhelmed really easy so um, I like that mindset that you just said that you're telling yourself you're a creator not the consumer I really Uh, like that that's you have stick to with me. You have to for sure, especially yeah. when your time gets really big, which yours will if you're consistent with it. Mm-hmm. You have to switch over or you're just going to be on it forever. And mm-hmm. just to give people perspective, what do you think you were kind of, where did you kind of float to as far as how much time you were doing versus you said you kind of now restrict one to two? Hours? Uh, I was easily like four or five hours a day. It was not like super productive. Um, I would probably spend a little too much trying to make the perfect post, probably spend too much scrolling through other people's feeds, um, probably posting too many stories. Like I just was on the app a lot. And Did you I know the like dance move ones. <laughs> no, I never, no. I've, I've stayed away from the dances and I've stayed away from the shirtless ones, which I probably have more followers if I, Maybe, maybe the wrong one. So. Yeah. so I actually like, yeah, in one of my strategy tips, I have mental health and it's uh, limiting to one to two hours a day. If I can't get what I need to get done in one to two hours uh, on a day, then I'm doing something I'm not supposed to. It's taking too long. And then just a game changer for me was taking one day completely off. And it's mm-hmm. Sundays usually. I would call it social media free Sunday. And I actually found this from one of some big social media guys. 
that have like a million followers, they, they completely black out their social media for one whole day. And it, yeah, it may kill my consistency a little bit and may have a little bit dip in following, but it's so refreshing. Like just get off it for the whole day and then yeah. restart on Monday. But I guess if you're taking every Sunday off, that's been consistent, right? Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's Monday through Saturday and then uh, a break on Sunday for sure. And one thing it also does, it resets your stories. So I noticed that if, like I said earlier, if you post a lot of stories in a row, it kind of, you kind of get lost in, in sharing your story as far as views goes. Taking a full day off, uh, a lot of the big Instagram people do it because they want to reset that, I don't know, algorithm with the story. And then once I'll know this Monday morning, when I do my first story, I'll have triple the amount of views oh, that I normally get. Yeah, that's huh. really interesting. Yeah. Because we've noticed a huge dip in our reach. Mm -hmm. From stories went from like hundreds and hundreds to like 60. Yeah. And I always try to have something interactive on my stories. Um, mm -hmm. It kind of gets kind of repetitive because there's not a ton of interactive tools, mm -hmm. but just having something they can click or swipe or wrote or yeah. comment or it's something that helps too with, with uh, them pushing your story out. Yeah. It's got to be easy, right? Or almost yeah, mindless. Like you said, yeah, right. people are mindlessly scrolling. Um, yeah. And I guess just to kind of like summarize some of that is, uh, I think what I'm hearing is imperfect action, you know, better than the perfect action. Like when you guys are both talking about trying to make the perfect piece of content oh, no, um, for sure. and, and also the authenticity, right. And yeah. being vulnerable, um, is what people more, um, I guess, create trust with you or your brand, right. uh, and, and probably making the mistakes actually gets you further than having perfect content. Yeah. And I think Instagram likes imperfect reels. They don't like this perfect, like, you know, like studio quality. Um, everything's nice. Those imperfect reels are almost like a, a extended story. I think you'd say, mm -hmm. um, it's supposed to be kind of spontaneous. And I noticed that some of the biggest Instagram coaches, their reels aren't perfect. And they're, they're obviously a little rehearsed, but, uh, pretty much off the cuff. And, and I've noticed they're cool. really bright. Yeah, you notice that team. like bright yep. colors and a lot of yeah. notice that. Well, at least the ones that I follow. It's yeah. not so it's kind brightness of like a is third that, grader did them. <laughs> brightness is actually a big indicator on if it's gonna do well or not. Really? So my videos are probably a little darker than, but if you are able to do it in a bright room or jack up the brightness, um, it just stands out. So I've noticed that too for sure. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah, brightness that's is a big pro tip. Yeah, pro you're bringing in all the good stuff <laughs> today. <laughs> One last thing, or I don't know, last thing, but I want to transition to kind of monetizing, you know, once you get, uh, you know, good organic reach, right, engagement, yeah. I guess one, maybe kind of talk about affiliates or product. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, um, as we know, you recently launched a um, online training program. So maybe tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, so definitely at that like 25 to 50K mark, I was like, there's got to be a way to monetize this. Like, I mean, well, one, in, uh, Reels bonuses came out, which are nice, but you have to have like 8 million views to make a lot of money. Um, Did you, have you gotten one? Bonuses, yeah, I've had it for about four months. What? Yeah. That's so, cool. So it's, <laughs> it is nice because you get paid per view, kind of like TikTok and YouTube. Um, and what's nice about real bonuses when you do get them is your first like thousand views, um, monetize the highest. So you get the most money for those first thousand because what Instagram's trying to do is they're trying to get people to post more reels. So they're going to pay people early 
and with their first thousand views. So those smaller accounts will actually get money too. So even at a small account with you know a couple thousand views, you can make a couple hundred bucks per month for sure. Oh, that's good. bonuses. Um, so that was nice. And I had some affiliates um, with companies that I actually use. So I'm pretty careful on who I affiliate with. And affiliate codes are hard because you have to let people know you have them. So like you're always posting on your story, like use my affiliate code. It's kind of, kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of annoying, I guess, because um, people definitely spam the crap out of their affiliate codes. Usually they're really small accounts because they just want, they think it's, they're going to make a lot of money. So I typically just throw my affiliates at the bottom of my captions. And if people know who I'm affiliated with, they'll, they'll associate me with that company when they buy something and they'll find my affiliate code. Who that's are what you I'm affiliated with? Just so I'm affiliated with, my biggest one is Origin and Jocko Fuel. Um, I've been pushing them forever. I've been to two of their camps. Um, recently, I, I kind of increased my partnership a little bit. I guess I'm a quote unquote athlete for theirs. So um, we get a little bit more stuff. They are a company that I'm going to continue to be a partner with because I think they're going to be really big and they are growing. Um, I'm affiliated with Vivo Barefoot. I have an affiliate code for them. It's a training shoe, minimalist training shoe, Iron Neck, because Jiu-Jitsu always has jacked up necks. <laughs> and um, So what is Iron Neck? It's like a, a neck training tool that you put on your head. It's like a big saucer that you can attach to a band and work out your neck. And oh, you'll have that. to send us a picture of you wearing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I really want to see it. <laughs> and then I'm affiliated with a couple of grip tools uh, that they sent me their product to try. But that's about it. I don't want to leave anybody out. But um, well, and I'll say too, I think, um, and maybe you can tell me if you agree with this, but it needs mm -hmm. to be consistent with your brand, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, as far as affiliates. And and I would say that you do a, a good job with it being tasteful, I guess, mm -hmm. for lack of a better term. Right. I don't yeah. feel like you're spamming like, hey, buy this so I can make some money. It's, uh, you know, here's a tool I've used and I have for success sure. with. And, you know, if, if you're interested in it, you know, doing it, you can get yeah. a discount and, you know, for sure. And, and ultimately people are going to use your discount, not because they want to save a bunch of money They're because they, they're kind of supporting you a little bit mm -hmm. like, Hey, I like this guy. I'm going to use his code. So mm -hmm. generally you, at the bottom, what's up? Did you find that you, did these people reach out to you or did you reach out to them? Um, I've or reached out, I've reached out to probably 90% of them. I reached out to Origin, Jocko Fuel, Vivo Barefoot, Iron Neck. The, the gripping tools that I'll get, they'll usually send me them. And if I really like them, I'll post quite a bit. And then one that I reached out to was uh, like, a, you know, like Battle Ropes um, the, in the gym. Well, they have this uh, company called Dopamino. And it's a, a band, like a heavy band that you can use to work out. And I reached out to them when I was like at 75 or 80K or something and just shot in the dark, like, hey, you want to work with me? And they're like, oh, yeah, of course. And they sent me like a ton of stuff <laughs> and uh, made me like an official athlete and all this stuff. So it, it's definitely, I think, worth it to reach out to them because they're probably not going to reach out to you unless you have a lot of followers. Right. I noticed that 100K, I get people reaching out to me all the time. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. But before that, it was pretty rare. Did you ever, so question, but I'm sure the answer is no. I mean, because you're pretty cool, I can tell. Like you're the cool guy. Um, ever find yourself trying to fit into what these affiliate, what you think these affiliates want from you? I would say that sometimes I find myself wanting to use their products more because I'll get paid per post. 
And I've definitely noticed that. Um, but I, if I'm not using it in my training consistently, like without getting paid, then I just, I can't post about it because I feel like I'm just posting because of it. And I think it'll really show in the post if you're just posting it to get paid or, uh, right. and, and that's something I've noticed, especially with the bands, because I do get paid per post. Mm -hmm. And lately I've been dealing with some um, neck stuff. I haven't been training as hard, so I'm not really using them as much. So they've reached out and said, hey, is everything cool? And I said, yeah, I just haven't been using your bands much. So could I go out in the garage and film something and probably get paid? Yeah, but am I really using it to its full potential? Probably not, right. so. And in the yeah. end, I feel like the honest people Definitely. really will rise in the end. It may not show right away, but yeah. For well, sure. This goes back to what you started with is the consistency right mm -hmm. in the discipline and um, stay in the course, right? And right. stay in the that, course for sure. That, you know, most, I guess most people aren't going to grow to 100,000 followers from zero or even 4,000 in 90 days, right? It's you got to stay the course and you got to um, have that that track record, I think, for the algorithm to know that you're here and find. Like you said, yeah. I mean, it was two years, two years of very consistent posting, very consistent posting with me having kind of a pulse on what's working and constantly adjusting. Like if you scroll through my whole feed, it's changing. It's even changed the last two months. Mm -hmm. And it's because I'm kind of figuring out what is working. And then once I find something, I'll roll with it for a while. Mm -hmm. And then if it's not working, I'll kind of do some research and it's constant adjustment. So it's kind of chasing the algorithm really is what it is. I bet you if you had your cute little son in more videos. Yeah. <laughs> he's adorable, by the way. I know. He's super cool. I yeah. have not. I don't know what your wife looks like, but I'm sure she's gorgeous. Yeah. Let's go to my personal page. I, I'm definitely <laughs> for sure. Yeah. She's the manager behind the scenes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. She is for sure. So um, going from affiliates, uh, you just recently launched a, a training program. So yep. the strength conditioning program uh, that's tailored toward jujitsu athletes, is, yeah. um, but of course training can be training. Um, and I know this cause we had the conversations, uh, when you were starting to make the, the goal of 50,000 followers, right. Mm -hmm. And do that. Um, maybe just kind of tell us a little bit of, of where, you know, your mind kind of went as you started to see that exponential growth with your account and right. then, um, kind of going past the fear thing, like you talked about For sure. to be able to launch, you know, this, this training program. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so the company actually reached out to me and this was one of the few times that it did. And when you Google like how to monetize your Instagram, it always says like have a product or sell a service or direct people to a website or I didn't have any of that. And I was like, well, you know, I, I don't know if I ever uh, want to move into the coaching space. So they actually hit me up like three months ago when I was like at 75 K or something. And they said, Hey, we work with coaches that are at 15,000 and are doing really well. We love your content. We know we can tell you're knowledgeable. Have you ever thought about coaching? And what immediately came to my mind was I don't want to spend more time on Instagram and more time on this social media thing that I want to. So I immediately shut them down. Like I was like, no, I appreciate you guys reaching out and we're done. So they kind of kept at me for like another month. And then I was like, all right, let's set up a meeting. So I set up a meeting, a zoom meeting with them and they, explain their product and talk about what they do. And I was immediately like super intimidated. I was oh. like, Oh my gosh, this is something I, I can't do. And uh, so I told him no again. And then uh, about a month after that, I don't know what changed. I think they were just super persistent. And of course they were throwing money numbers out and, and explaining to me, like, it's not as much time as you think it's a ton of upfront work. 
you guys can attest to how much work it is to get something rolling, get a business launched. It's tremendous. It's been the busiest week or month of my life. So I was like, you know, well, you know, what's the buy-in cost? What's the ultimate goal? What is the risk? And ultimately I talked to my wife and we're, I'm not quitting my day job. We're committed on not spending more time than we need to. Um, and we're just going to see what happens. So I've wanted to quit a lot uh, the last month because it's, uh, again, with the perfect thing. Like I want the perfect program. I want to be, right. I want to have like seven more certifications. Like I, I want to be this much more qualified. Um, but I just sit down and trust in my knowledge and expertise because I've obsessed over the last four years because I have experience in the trenches and I finally just said, let's do it. And it's been, I filmed like 250 videos the last two or three weeks. I've built programs. I've learned the dashboard and uh, we went live last week and we've got like 20, 25 leads coming in and we've signed on, we've signed on three clients. So Wednesday I'll be officially making my first dollar as an entrepreneur and That's uh, so awesome. I'm less stressful now. Um, it's still a little stressful, but I tell you what, the stress and anxiety I felt two weeks ago was 10 times this amount. Oh so God. I know that, and I just started leaning into really stuff that are kind of um, uncomfortable and seeing what happens. And I kept telling myself, let's just let it fail or let it succeed. Give it my best and let it fail or let it succeed. And the company's been great. They worked with me. Um, they, they're, like baby stepping me into the business because it's almost a sales business too. Um, and um, I just, uh, it's something that I was never thought I'd do, but it's a perfect transition to my Instagram growth to the reach I have because I have plenty of people that are interested. And then now it's just continue post quality content and uh, get better as an online coach. So it's exciting for sure. Very exciting. Yeah, LLC, everything. We're official. Ooh. Nice. nice. Okay, so with that, then uh, talking about your training program, I know it's tailored specific, well, not mm -hmm. specific, primarily toward jujitsu athletes. Is it something yeah. anybody can use, or that's kind of another phase down the road, or where you where you kind of envisioning this going? Sure, I, I think it's more of a, another phase down the road. Um, with jujitsu having unique demands on the body, it's kind of hard to fit weight training in because you could easily do too much. Uh, you don't want to waste your time in the gym because typically people are on the mats like four or five times a week. So you want like really quality stuff and then, you know, fitting in unique core and grip exercises. So it's definitely tailored towards jujitsu athletes, but um, who knows where we'll go. Cause the company I'm working with generally works with just regular personal trainers. So um, it's definitely an option if I wanted to program for your average Joe um, and uh, we'll think about that down the road. I made my LLC very broad. So if I want to like branch off into different things, I can, but the platform is specifically for online coaches. It's scalable. They've done it with tons of people. They know what they're doing. So I'm kind of just, I'm, all, I'm a little bit all long for the ride and right. uh, see where it goes. Yeah, for sure. And I think things um, can really be successful if you tailor into the specific and you're not right. as broad. I think, for sure. I mean, again, I'm not in the jujitsu world, right. but I can't imagine that there's a ton of people out there, you know, doing what you're doing right now. So that's, or doing it well, or doing it well and really yeah. care because from what I hear about you, you really care sure. about what you're doing. You're very specific. And so mm -hmm. you're focused on doing it right and providing an excellent training. Yeah. And so then people are, it's going to show through. For sure. And they talk about like having a specific niche 
mm-hmm. the more specific you are, the probably the faster you're going to grow. Yeah. Is it um, niche or niche? I think it's niche, but I'm not niche. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering. Want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, having a specific target audience or at least uh, know who your audience should be uh, is really important because that'll help you tailor your posts. And then, yeah, I, I don't see a lot of jujitsu strength conditioning specialists out there. Um, I mean, I've been on Instagram for two or two and a half years and I follow as like as many strength conditioning guys as I can. There's probably like 10 that I know that are legit. So, I mean, That's the space exciting. is there. Yeah, the space is there and the sport is growing exponentially. So, um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. The guy, the guy keeps saying, well, how much money do you need to make to quit your day job and scale this thing. I was like, I don't even want to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to be there before you know it, I bet, you know, that's we'll exciting. Yeah. yeah. Gotta love the journey, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like, find something that you're, I was talking to a coworker today about finding something that you're so passionate about that you're doing anyway, that you yeah. love doing. And then if you can work on that aside from like your main income and just see where that goes to monetize, it's uh, the potential is there because you're passionate about it and you have dedication and drive. Mm-hmm. And people and will I'm, see that and they'll trust oh, totally. you. Yeah, for sure. Trust is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why don't, um, as we wrap up here, kind of, I, I know you kind of have a list of some tips, maybe top yeah. you know, five suggestions or um, thoughts you have for everybody. Okay. I'll have to pick only five. <laughs> um, oh, or, or you say as many as you want. Yeah. We got time. Yeah. Uh, bring the value. Bring brother. it on. I mean, I can, I'm coming away with a lot of things. Yeah. Like, but I don't so, remember them right off the top of my head. At yeah, I can moment. send you this. I can send you this list. Okay. Creator, uh, not consumer. There you can create not, that's, yeah. So, the top of my list is mental health. So, li- limit to one to two hours a day and then take one day completely off. Become a creator, not a consumer. Um, one thing that I've spent, a, when I make a post, I spend probably nine, I don't know, 75% of the time figuring out a good hook because you need people to stop on your post. And the hook is like the title or like the first two seconds of the video. So if you have something that intrigues someone and hooks them in, that's, that's 90% of the game right there for sure. So find a good hook. And then with people's short attention spans, you know, make sure your video has transitions, color changes. You've noticed with your people that you follow the bright lights, uh, the, the, the post isn't boring. So they keep them on the post. Have you um, honed in on the transitions? That's a tough one for me. It is tough for sure. Cause it takes, it's more time, right? It's more time. Yeah, I um, mean, and they're getting fancy. Yeah. What is really with fancy. it? It's like, yeah. I think uh, if you really want to dive deep into the transitions, uh, find some templates that you like, cause you can find people that are doing really well that have like a big post and you use their template. So when you click on, I don't know if you've done it, but you use the template and then it'll already have the transition broken. Then you just plug in your videos. Okay. So that could be pretty good too. Um, it's uh, Right now what's working is short form content. So your 10 to 15 second videos, which is crazy because it was like 20 to 30 and then 30 to 60. And it's, it keeps getting shorter. Mm-hmm. Like soon it'll be like four second videos. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what are we going to do with that? It's too fast. Oh. Uh, and then a uh, trending song on Instagram, I think, is still pretty important. So what I do with my uh, songs is I flip open Instagram and I find ones that are trending, that are trending in my niche, though. So if I have a trending song that's for like, I don't know, um, what would be completely, I mean, in your niche, Lash- like. Lashes. <laughs> lashes. 
if I put a training song on my instance, like on my grip training video, yeah, it's a training song, but it's not going to do good because it'll confuse the algorithm. They're like, why did he pick this song? Because it has nothing to do with all the other good videos. So it takes a little bit more time, but like I'll find a trending song and I'll flip through it. And then there's a bunch of working out videos. And I was like, okay, this seems like uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, And then with my, um, my captions, I try to have some like big words like jujitsu or athlete, or I try to describe who I want my post to go to in that caption. So, you know, have all your, your keywords in that caption. Um, The same thing with uh, hashtags. They're not crazy important now. But it's a way to describe who you want the post to, see, uh, to go to, I guess you'd say. So I too, I put like jujitsu, BJJ, jujitsu athlete, grappler, kind of like helping the algorithm. Like, hey, this is who I want to see the post. I noticed that helped too. Well, I know too. YouTube, like with the shorts, for mm-hmm. example, I know they say put hashtag shorts just to help their algorithm grab it even right. They kind of do automatically when it's a certain time frame and format, as we were talking earlier. But um, that makes sense that getting specific instead of just spamming hashtags, hoping mm-hmm. that something hits. Yeah, if you're putting a hashtag there that's not related to your video, it's it's just going to confuse it. So when I got really dialed in on having specific hashtags to the video, both specific and broad, I noticed them get a lot better. Do you use a certain number of hashtags, or is it just whatever you feel like. That Man, day. like a year ago, hashtags were everything. Like mm-hmm. you spent hours on hashtags. And right now it's just like uh, five to 10 is mm-hmm. probably the most I'll use. Um, I haven't really noticed. I've used like two and I've used like 20. As long as they're relate, like they're related to the post, I don't think it really matters how much you put. There's probably diminishing returns if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the final couple of things would just be find a consistent routine that you can stick to. Uh, and then provide value with every post and push for engagement. So um, would probably be my biggest tips. And there's some smaller things, but engagement, value, consistency, and then just those hooks and CTAs. So mm-hmm. um, some, yeah, it's once you find like a, like I have kind of a, a routine when I post now, like um, like a set things I do. So every post is kind of similar. So I, I don't deviate from it as much. So once you find kind of your style, and you fit some of these strategies in, see how they do, and then constantly tweak it. So, well, maybe we'll, um, if it's okay with you, have people reach out to you if they have questions, whether oh, yeah, it's about jujitsu. Did I say that right? Jujitsu. Sure. Jujitsu or <laughs> social media, anything like that. Yeah. What's yeah? Uh, why don't you tell everybody the best way to find you, and we'll post, you know, links and stuff as well. Yeah, so I follow a lot of Instagram coaches uh, and on YouTube too. So whenever they come out with a new video, I'll like save it. Or if I find some value in it, I'll write it down and I'll kind of update this list. So I respond to every comment, every DM. So if you have any social media questions or who I follow for some advice, um, uh, shoot me a DM. It's cross training BJJ with a K. Um, Or you could probably put K Ross and I'll probably pop up. But uh, um, yeah, shoot me a DM and I'm, I'm a total open book. Um, I'll share everything I got. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I yeah. mean, I know, I know we're buddies, but, uh, I appreciate Aww. the time. We all got, all got busy lives and, uh, you dropped <clears throat> some, some major gems mm-hmm. here. Um, so yeah. I don't know, we might break this up into, into two episodes just cause it's got so much good it does. stuff. So, I know. Yeah, like for I sure. Know. And I think, I think if, uh, 
we have we have another like round two I think we should go deep into like starting a business and what it's yes. like what it's what what have your failures been because that's a whole another hour we could talk about um, well, and too especially I feel like you have a lot of knowledge to bring to the table because you have a young child and sure. a wife like how yeah. do you you know how do you go about that and another job right I yeah. right you have a, a full-time yeah, full job mm -hmm. full-time job I work uh like 48 hours a week 12 on or four on four off so there's certain days where I'm just packed so I yeah. had to get super into like a calendar and scheduling and and being intentful and you know blocking out hours so yeah that's a whole nother uh yeah well, we should do that. For sure. let's get it on the books yeah well to date it's a date <laughs> Great. Yeah. sounds good <laughs> All right, Cam, thanks so much. Appreciate you. And uh, yeah, all of you that uh, hung out and uh, mm -hmm. and watched through this, hope you got something out of it. And we'll see you on the next one. All right. All Take right, care. Sonia. Bye. See you.